This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Junkies and flunkies, welcome back to the NWA Saturday special. I know you missed us after being gone a week. That's, I think that's the first time since we've been doing the show that we actually were gone for a week. I could, I might be wrong. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to break down the uh, current NWA and everything that went on on Power as my co-host, who I'm going to bring in, and he's back. Back from the Lone Star State, where he was at probably one of the best WrestleManias we've had in a long time. So let's bring him on in. Welcome back to this shit-ass state, Connecticut. The podfather himself, Scott Coscolo. Listen, you dumb son of a bitch. You want me to knock a whoop-ass in this dumb Canadian? Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dr. G. Uh, yes, I am back. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the special. Uh, yes, I, I will say this, doctor. You, you're like half right, half wrong. It's not the first time. It's probably the first time that we've done no show at all. But we have done like, you know, classic episodes. We haven't done like a brand new episode every week. There's yeah, been weeks I mean, like Christmas and know, New Year's. But there's All never been a I think we really the first time. Much. No, and I think this might be the first time that we might have like taken a whole week off with no show. But there have been weeks where we've done classic episodes. But anyway, we are back. And yeah, I was a uh, I had a uh, it was a great time, doctor. I really uh, I really wish you were there. I, I it would yeah, have been. You know, this is this is one WrestleMania. I t- I'll tell you the truth. I, I I I mean, I obviously I could go on the trips if I wanted to. Um, I just. Didn't really see. I never. I, I'm. Not, I'm admittedly not really into the current WWE product, but I have to say they did a phenomenal job last weekend. I mean, I watched both days. That's the most WWE wrestling, you know, current wrestling I've watched in a long time, and I'm uh, glad I did because uh, it wound up being a lot better. I, I think you know people weren't really going in with that total excitement going into the weekend, and then wow, so many things happen and. You know, including my favorite coming back and actually wrestling a match. I have to be honest with you. I was not expecting it. It seemed like to me he was going to go on the Kevin Owens show, stun him a couple times, drink some beer, which would have been cool anyway. But who would have known? And yeah. uh, wow. I mean, you have to say, I mean, he must really love Kevin Owens. And I know Kevin Owens loved him as a kid to, you know, and love not only love him, but trust him, mm-hmm. take care of him. After not being in the ring 19 years and being very nervous about, you know, not being able to walk again. That's the reason why he got out of the ring in the first place. So, wow. And then 
you had your uh, your boy retire. It's just it, it well, just we'll get to that. Let thing. me let me let me go through. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Let let me. Uh, I won't get into the indie stuff because I did see two other shows besides. Uh, I mean, I did see both nights of mania. I did watch. I I was there for NXT Stand and Deliver, which was a better show than I anticipated. Uh, but I also went to GCW. I went to night one of uh, Janela's spring break and I did go to Friday night. I went to impact wrestling's multiverse of matches. That was at the Fairmont hotel, which was where uh WrestleCon was, was happening. Uh, I'll get more into those shows on this coming week's episode of main event. Uh, I got to meet one of my favorite people that I never met before in person. The sheriff Pete Schurmacher. Uh, I met for the first time. I split a, absolutely delicious plate of uh, steak fajitas with him and Benzani actually uh that was my first first guys I saw when I landed in Dallas uh, last Thursday but he's gonna be uh he's gonna join Pete uh he's gonna join Steve and Nate and I uh this coming week on main events so we'll get into those sh- uh shows then uh I uh thought that uh NXT stand and deliver was pretty good uh we have a new North American champion and uh, Cameron Grimes, the tag titles changed hands and then they got vacated when one of the guys was accused of beating up his wife and then he got fired. Um, Braun Breaker lost his NXT title match with Dolph Ziggler and then two nights later uh, on Raw actually won it anyway. So it was strange. Um, but overall, NXT was a good show uh, for anybody who's never been to the American Airlines Center in Dallas. The, that's the arena where the Mavs and the uh, Stars play. The outside is awesome. It's got this nice brick outside. It's got a very nice old school feel. But honestly, the inside, I mean, I was in a suite. It was okay. I mean, it's no different than any other. I mean, Dr. G and I have been in many suites. And, uh, I mean, it was nice. This pulled pork we had, though, Doctor. Woo! Some of the wimps in our group uh, couldn't handle the heat, but you would have thrived. I think it was strictly pulled pork and hot sauce. I think it's all it was. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, but yeah, you, these people, some of the people in the crew were like, glug, glug. it was kind of bonkers. But anyway, I won't say who, but uh, it was um, probably yes, it was uh, it was it was good stuff. And like, this amazing mac and cheese, too. So we thank Mania Club for that. Uh, and then we walked in and I can tell you something, obviously, being a fan of uh, of my beloved uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, walking into the, the to Jerry's house was uh, was something to behold. Uh, I got a little, I got a little misty, not going to lie. Uh, the place was, uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, and the first night I was anticipating, I think everybody was anticipating. I'll go through it very quickly. Uh, the Usos beat, uh, Rick Boogs and, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to keep the SmackDown tag titles. Of course, Rick Boogs knee blew up on him. Uh, and he's Do you injured. think he was really playing the guitar? I think he does. No, I think he does well, play the guitar. Because it was I just too perfect. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think he does play the guitar. Uh, uh, Meltzer, by the way, gave that match a star and a half. Then Drew McIntyre beat Happy Corbin. That was kind of a fun little power match. Uh, well, Kettle Man, you know Calvin if it was in the Tokyo won. Dome, it would have got five stars. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, it would have got 665 stars. Uh, he or gave is that AEW? Meltzer gave that uh, two and three quarters. He gets better, though. Uh I can't believe this. The Logan Paul Miz uh, beat the Mysterios. He gave that three and a half. I got to be honest with you. Uh, Logan Paul was hamming it up as a heel. He was he did the three amigo because Logan Paul's in good shape because he's a boxer. Uh, he um, 
he did the three amigos, totally mocking Ray and 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 Dominic. He went up to the top rope, did the Eddie shimmy, which is fucking great. And then he did a frog splash, actually executed it very well. And then the Miz turned on Logan Paul after the match because apparently Logan Paul had in his contract. He wants he has to be a baby face. So I'm assuming that Miz and uh, Logan Paul will probably meet in Nashville in uh, at SummerSlam at the end of July. Uh, let's see. The match of a lot of people consider this the match of the weekend, and it was actually a superb match. Four and a half stars from Meltzer. Uh, Bianca Belair has regained a title. Uh, remember, she was last year at WrestleMania. She won the SmackDown women's title. This year, she beat Becky Lynch to win the Raw women's title. Uh, that match was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Almost 20 minutes, and both of them went all out. Tremendous they match. Did, uh, that was a great match. I enjoyed great it. Great match. Then, of course, out came Seth Rollins waiting for his opponent. And who would walk out? The, Seth is great, though. He is great. Uh, who would walk out? But the worst kept secret. Actually, it wasn't technically a secret. Yes. After six years gone and starting a promotion with somebody else. The American Nightmare is back in WWE. Yes. Cody Rhodes walked in, and he and Seth Rollins, considering I don't know how they practiced the match or worked on it, they went 21-33, and they tore the house down. A lot of people weren't crazy about it. They thought it was a little choppy. I liked it. Meltzer gave it four and a half. Uh, I thought Cody was in his element. I did, uh, I, and, and the reaction was phenomenal. Even, oh, it was even though, like you said, it was the worst kept secret, it was he, it was he, awesome. He got a great pop. Yes, it was awesome, and I think he will be very comfy back in the WWE. And of course, he came out on Raw Monday night and immediately, immediately wants to be world champion. That's what we yeah. need to do. Let's skip but, the bullshit and get right down to brass tacks. Well, exactly, he should be but, world champion. But think about it with 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 Cody and. Think about, you know, I know it ag- agitates you and, you know, this whole thing. And, and sometimes it's just annoying listening to But really the fans, because AEW fans hate WWE and vice versa, they actually made Cody very popular in the WWE. Yeah. Because WWE fans, the real true diehards hate AEW. So they, well, AEW didn't want to accept him as a, as a face. So, you know what? We're going to accept him as a face. I mean, it's just... The fans do add that that element that some you know at times it's a little annoying, but they do add that element and they almost make the war more of a war than it really is because of fans yeah. taking their sides. And I think today you definitely you know I remember back in the the beginning of the Attitude Era, everybody watched everything, you know, like yes. you know you'd flip back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's like there's a lot of the fans they just put their you know dig their heels and nope, this is what I'm only rooting for this company. And that's it. Yep. I mean, there's people like you guys or most of us that are on the podcast network. will watch both companies, but, but you know, and there's some of that, but for the most part, I think, and I think that's why I don't know if you you agree with that theory, but I think that's why Cody even got a bigger pop than he probably would have. I think the WWE fans feel like they won. Because not Cody wasn't just talent. I mean, he helped build the company. And in their eyes, Tony Khan used him, abused him, and kicked him to the curb. That's their thinking. I'm not saying that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, there's obviously and some some There's stuff other stuff going on, on there. Scenes, Although, did but... you see Tony Khan's tweet? He's getting a little ridiculous now. 
speaking of, he says that all anti-AEW fans are not actual people. They're just research firms using bots. Is he on, is he really snorting that much blow? I mean, listen, it, 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 who knows what's going on behind the scenes and, you know, for both companies. You believe but that? I don't think it's bots, but I mean, do I do I think that um, that probably on both sides there's things going on where you have people, you know, trying to egg? Come on. Yeah, but that's, you'd be that, stupid that, that, not to, to yeah, have you're, a, you're going to, off. To, yeah, but that, I agree with you, but you're going off the question. I'm not saying that there's a group of people just feeding that. that that's a different. That's that's different. That what he what Tony Khan is saying is that. The people, the quote, people on social media or Twitter that are anti AEW are not human beings. No, They're generated by by, you know, research. I just WWE spent research firms, some shit. What's bothering me? What's bothering me about him and, you know, I was I was really the one thing I liked about him and why I was so I don't want to say pro AEW, because to be honest with you, I really wasn't watching either product. Um, That's why we're doing the NWA Saturday special. But was because he was humble in the beginning and he really was a fan and he wanted to do it. And now and I hate to say this because, you know, now that I listen to him now and he's older and he's a little more wiser. Like he's almost becoming Eric Bischoff again, and yes, look at what happened to Eric Bischoff. So I mean, yep. and you know, not that everything that happened with Eric Bischoff, I don't think it was all Eric Bischoff's fault, but yeah, obviously he plays a big part in it. But you're you're starting this stupid crap and worry about what's going. You the whole thing was is you weren't going to worry about what WWE was doing. Don't worry about what WWE is doing. Do what you're going to be doing and build your company. He, because he's, he's WWE is entertainment. You watch the show. You watch WrestleMania. Yes, there is wrestling, but it's all about the show. It's about the entertainment. It's about, but the, come it's on, the somebody opening. Was that the little things? The little things are annoying him because I saw a hilarious tweet. Cody Rhodes last match in AEW, five thousand fans. Cody Rhodes first match back in WWE, eighty thousand fans. <laughs> he's never going to do a football. Sorry, he's he. I don't know if he'll ever be big enough. To do a major show in a football stadium, and and you know what? I don't think you will. It, it, it may never happen, but it may never happen. It'll happen years from now. It didn't happen for WWE right away either. This is what everybody doesn't understand. WWE took many years to get to the point they're at right now. Sure, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it took them seventeen years from when they broke off and created their own company to when they sold out Shea Stadium. In the summer of 1980, 17 years, and that wasn't even so, really sold out. I think it was like thirty something thousand. It wasn't. Well, it's funny. 000. I agree with you. It's funny. I went to Pete. I, I was chatting with Pete Winston on the trip, and I, you know, because he's old school like me, and I said, and I was talking the same thing with our good friend Mister Arcidio D'Amato, and I said, guys, Vince sold out fucking AT and T Stadium in the mid 80s. Fritz von Erich, who owned this fucking city, could barely fill up half of Texas Stadium for those. Uh, David Von Erich memorial shows I always thought that was just really funny But anyway Yeah, no, but I mean The thing is, is that For a company like AEW you And they've done a lot Quickly, I mean You know, having, you know, games And, and, and their, their merchandise and, and, you know, even doing like the figure I mean, they did that pretty quickly But, you know, obviously WWE set the standard on that But you're not WWE. WWE is an entertainment company. As much as we all hate it and hate when they say that and how Vince is, but it's become an entertainment company. And they and 
gigantic. They had a epic weekend. And I don't think I thought Tony, I think Tony Khan was sitting back and hoping they would flop. And, that and be would, honest with you, that show how many of us thought reviews? that the show was over on a flop, really? I mean, well, besides moving a little bit here night, and there. I thought this night, I thought they, well, let's go through it. But I thought they imbalanced. Going in, I thought they imbalanced the card. I thought the Sunday half was very weak on paper. And yeah. and I think we'll eventually. I mean, Saturday was still better, but Sunday was not bad. I mean, No, not at all. Not at all. Because I figured it was it was almost it was almost like, you know, and I understood they were trying to build the, the championship match to be the thing. And it should be because you, you should be focusing on the current product. But honestly, I kept thinking, well, they should have really put the Stone Cold thing on, on Sunday, to be honest. But well, I like what they did. And I'll tell you, for those well, that yeah, well, don't know, well, I'll, I'll mention what what WWE did, which I thought was a really an awesome thing. So the Cody and Seth match happened. Cody won. Of course, that match was awesome. Then uh, the other women's match. Uh, Charlotte Flair, in almost what you'd consider a mild upset, actually beat Ronda Rousey to retain the SmackDown women's title. Uh, she used a little, she won her, she's winning her matches now the way her dad used to win his matches. You know, think back, think back for a minute, Doc. Ric Flair never won with foreign objects. He didn't pull shit out of his tights or anything like that. He did one of two things. He either had Arn do it for him, or he would win via victim of circumstance where something happened in the ring. And the baby face would end up getting boned because of it. And that's what happened here. Ronda had Charlotte tapping out, but the ref was knocked out due to some interference yeah. or something. Eventually, Charlotte won. So Typical wrestling stuff. That Charlotte won her before. match. Right. Charlotte won her match the way her his her dad used to win his matches. So then, yeah, I was surprised. Did you did you I mean, did you see some of the stuff online that supposedly Ronda was supposed to win, but supposedly she left early and you know, when Taker was doing his speech and he didn't. She didn't stay for that. I, I don't know. I forget where uh, I saw that. That part I don't. I don't know. I just there was rumors she was upset she wasn't on last, which I don't know what the fuck she was thinking, considering who was there on that night. So I don't know what the fuck her problem was. But anyway, uh, she's here. I think she's here for another year. She may end up challenging Becky next year in Hollywood. We'll see what happens. Then the moment down the ramp came Kevin Owens, who. Obviously is is very high in the uh, company's eyes, and he sat there in his in his uh, um in in the chair uh, in the ring uh, on the stage for the KO show, and uh, and then for the first time, I don't say the first time; it's happened many times since to, since WrestleMania 19. But for the first time that we that he was this much the center of attention. Uh, and for the first time for me, live since probably the fall of 2001, most likely, the glass broke. And I have to say, and, and usually we don't break kayfabe on this show too often, but for that, for, for that, for those few moments, doctor, I wish you were standing next to me. Uh, no disrespect to, of course, uh, uh, who was sitting next to me? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, we the seats changed. We sat in different seats on Sunday and Saturday. Uh, it wasn't Grooney. He was sitting next to me on Sunday. Uh, wasn't Sean? Was it Scott? Was it Logan? Who the hell was sitting next to me? Anyway, somebody in that you're, group. You're gonna get tweeted, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get tweeted. I'm gonna get twatted and touted or whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, it's still live. You could say what you want about 
Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or any of this, it's still, he still and always will own the biggest pop in the history of the business. No doubt. Ever. And that you even just watching it at home, it was like the crowd was insane. It was, it was, it was, it felt like 1999. Cause, cause I think people were like us. I think, I mean, you, you say the sense of crowd, you're like, is he really, you know, is there a possibility we could actually get a match? Well, I think well, the first were, thing we noticed, we, everybody in our row, the first thing we noticed when he walked out was he's got the knee braces on. Well, you know, we didn't notice that too. And, 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 um, my wife was watching with me and, you know, she used to love wrestling in the attitude era. Again, she fell away from it uh, like many of us did. So she, but obviously she knows Stone Cold. So she was like, she's like, oh, he has his braces on. I'm like, yeah, I said, there could be a possibility to match, but they could also be sometimes trying to tease you, you know, a yeah. little bit. And so anyway, they get in the ring and they do the back and forth and, and <laughs> Kevin Owens tried to punk him out. Steve looks at everybody and goes, all right, bitch. And kicked the kicked the fucking furniture and tightened up the tightened up the braces and the bell rang, and for the first time since he locked eyes with the Rock at Safeco Field in Seattle on March thirtieth, two thousand three, Steve was gonna get shit going, and he has to be sore this week. I'll tell you. Yeah, too. and thirteen minutes and fifty five seconds, uh, Meltzer gave it three and a half. I gotta be honest. Yeah, all right. Early on, the punches were a little, uh, a little off, but I would say within a couple minutes, it was like he, he he probably felt like he had the he had the uh, the black tights, black boots, and the uh, yeah, he, and the, he definitely and the vest on. Uh, he definitely grew into it. Like you know, you could tell he was a little rusty in the beginning, trying to get his you know form down. But once he got it down, yep, it was um, it was great. And and to be honest with you, I mean, Owens did a great job and. He know, did. He did amazing job. A lot job. of the falls, you know, to, you know, yeah, did. selling for him, and yep. but wow, I mean, when they when uh, when they went outside and battled outside, I was like, wow, I can't believe this I, is happening. And of course, the biggest moment that everybody nobody saw coming, uh, Owens, uh, Steve let Owens suplex him on the cement. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, yeah, come on, G, you had to shit your pants when you saw that. I was like, uh, even my wife and I were like, I, I can't believe that that he actually took a a, a spot I mean, like that. I mean, that's a bump. That's a legit bump. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, listen, we knew it wasn't going to be a technical masterpiece. It wasn't set to be a technical masterpiece. But I was I was surprised that uh, that Meltzer even gave it three and a half stars. Of the way he's he's pretty critical of stuff like that. So right. So, um, but I, I'll tell you. The fans were going crazy, and you know, listen, you're gonna you're gonna send the crowd home happy, and yep. that's exactly what they did in his hometown. Just phenomenal. Yep, I agree. And, and so I thought we were good. I thought we were good. Oh, and of course, uh, uh, Taker came. They did the Hall of Fame segment, and uh, and Taker came out, and the place went batshit. Um, and I was so. That Saturday night one might have been one of the greatest individual nights of wrestling I think I ever watched live in my life. Yeah, and and, and you know I, I know we're going over a lot of the stuff, but the Taker speech was phenomenal. I have not watched uh, the Hall of Fame yet. I have to watch. Yeah, the if you if you have to watch it, it's 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 um, almost it's almost like he could be a motivational speaker. It was really good. Never say never. Anyway, uh. So, great thanks to Mania Club. They did an awesome job 
Uh, we had the nice tailgate on Sunday, had some killer, killer, killer tacos. Uh, they had some good stuff uh, at Mini Club. Incidentally, Doctor, on a side note, uh, we were in the parking lot across from Globe Life Park, which is the current home of the of the Texas Rangers. And next to it, it's called Choctaw Park now, which is like, like the casino, the old right. AmeriQuest Field where the Rangers used to play. And I'm looking at the two places. AmeriQuest Field is such a nice place, like nice brick and very old school ballpark. Glo- I honestly looked at Globe Life Park and it looks like an airplane hangar. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? He goes, that's the Rangers ballpark. I'm like, really? It's like all like like metal. It looked like a storage facility with a big T on it. It was really weird. I'm like, that's their ballpark? I wasn't impressed. I'm not going to lie. Um, but of course, they couldn't play at AmeriQuest anymore because they need upgraded suites and they they had to have a roof because they couldn't play one o'clock games in Arlington in August when it's, you know, fucking 105 degrees. So um, that's why they built the building in Miami for the Marlins. Same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 very hot down south. You have to have the retractable dome. Yeah. So anyway, I still think I still think our ballparks should have been built with it here up in New York. Probably Just because of, of the, the way the weather is. But yeah. but because yeah, unions up here and everything takes double the amount of money to build a park here. So obviously that's oh, the reason why those things happen. Look who's speaking of. Look who's 2-0. Oh. That's very nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two down, 160 to go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, anyway. All right. That's why I love so, Mets fans. So uh, it's, <laughs> you guys are so happy in April. <laughs> You guys, we had a brawl tonight in the middle of the summer. And like got cantankerous. Yeah. Middle of the summer. I only watch wrestling. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, great job by Mini Club. The tailgate was awesome. All right. Walked back in AT&T. Uh, got my ice cream. Thank you, lady at Bluebell. Uh, um, and I'm thinking, all right, this could be a solid, solid night of wrestling. Obviously, R- Brock and Roman to end the night. But the match is in the middle. I was kind of looking forward to edge AJ if it didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, RK bro won the four way place went nuts when Orton did two RKOs. What two of his awesome, like top rope RKOs one over the rope. Then he hit Gable in the middle of the top. Uh, it was just awesome. Uh, after watching that match and we talked about a G a few episodes ago, I'm considering really moving him up on my GWWE ballot for this year. Uh, I have gained a ton of respect for Randy Orton as a worker. Um, He's had his shit moments, like everybody does, but he definitely sh- is going to go higher on my list after that match. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, but before that, though, that was the first match. But to open the show, uh, and I had seen him. He came out Saturday at NXT because it was Ciampa's last match. And he came out because, you know, that was Ciampa was his boy in NXT. Um. Night two opened with a uh, little motorhead and uh, uh, Triple H walked down the ramp. And of course, I, you know, pooped my pants and uh, um, he he just wanted to say welcome to WrestleMania. And then he put his boots on in the ring. I actually had to uh, I had to walk away from my seat. I had to walk away from my seat for a minute. I had to go into the concourse and take a breath. I'm not going to lie. I had to take a breath. I knew he was never going to wrestle every day anymore. But not to be to have it taken away from him without his choice. Sucks. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize it was that bad. We knew it was something serious, but I didn't realize it was that bad until I yeah. watched that Stephen. Uh, 
What's his name? Stephen Smith um, interview. Stephen A. Smith, yeah. Yep. So, so uh, I mean, I it sucks. I mean, listen, I know you you know you're a fan of Triple H like I am of Stone Cold, and obviously Stone Cold hasn't wrestled in 19 years except for the other night. So it sucks when you know a guy you really root for and a guy you love seeing is definitely gone. Yeah. So I needed a moment. I needed a moment to myself. Yep. And then you know, then that we had the tag match happen. Then Lashley to Omos, which is which was the only rough match of the night. Omos is, as your boy would say, green as grass. Um, and then of course the night, next night on Raw, uh, um, uh, MVP turns on Lashley and Omos joins the the hurt business, which is probably needed because Omos can't talk and he can't work. He's kind of like uh, Giant Gonzalez. He's all arms and legs. He's really not much of anything else. So. Uh, I felt bad for Lashley because I think he really he had to kind of overwork it to get that. Match yeah, made. I mean, um, it, it's it sucks when you have got a guy that's so big and that could really, uh, you know, go far if he had some skill, but maybe need some more work. You know, sometimes I think they bring the guys up to the rosters too, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have NXT. Yeah, I agree. But he but that's a Vince guy. He's tall. He's strong looking. He's dealt with worse. Zeus. Yeah, but you know what? He's pretty if, much if, Zeus. He's Zeus. He is Zeus. And if, He's but pretty if much he doesn't Zeus. get over what happens to him, then you don't yeah. see him anymore. You know, exactly. it's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the women's tag titles, the four-way, congrats to Naomi and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks breaks. She's She had the reverse uh, taker. She was winless at WrestleMania. This was her first win. Her and Naomi are the new uh, tag team champions. Then, uh, as mentioned, Edge and AJ. Did not overstate its welcome. It actually went 24-27. Edge won. Damian Priest is joining Edge's little group there. Edge is kind of like the new Taker. With Taker gone now, Edge uh, now is wearing all the purple and has the the cool, you know, fire entrance and, sh- and stuff. Um, so I think we're seeing, like, this cool heel Edge where he starts this faction. I think it'll be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Uh, then we have this quick, quickie match where Ridge Holland and Sheamus beat uh, New Day. Uh then the the oh then Taker came out again. Uh, uh, they did the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Famers didn't come out this time. They just did it on the screen. But Taker came out again, and this is where I thought yeah, they've you know, been WWE, doing that the last few years. Like the featured guy just comes out, like right, they but, do the two night thing. Right, but this was classy because you know, yeah, most most wrestling fans probably went to both nights. But I tell you, Doctor, the row in front of us, different people. On, uh, between both nights, the people that were in the seats Sunday were not the people that were in those seats on Saturday. Yeah, I believe I it. You. I mean, I, I, probably about thirty percent of the crowd was probably new, but but more people on on Sunday. Saturday had I think seventy seven. I think it was seventy seven eight eighty nine on Saturday, and like now they've gotten a hundred thousand in there before. So I was uh, well, the All Star. Well, uh, the last WrestleMania thirty two had that many. And I think the NBA had the All Star game. You think there. it's because it was two nights that it was tough to maybe. And there were there were a few empty seats, a few. Um, at least so they, think, they at least they stayed true to the the actual attendance. Yeah, they didn't kayfabe like, it. Yeah, they didn't kayfabe it. Yeah. Although there, although there was, I, I'll go to my grave saying there was ninety three thousand at the the Silverdome. So anyway, <laughs> that's not kayfabe. Fuck you, Bishop, or whoever said that. Probably Meltzer. Douche. Anyway, or some other old guy that's dead. I forgot who. Yeah, see, now see, you're getting flustered about it. You're throwing shit everywhere. Um, 
I think it was 77 889 on Friday. <laughs> I think it was 77 889 on Saturday. And I think it was like 78 540 something on Sunday. Anyway, uh, then the, then the, the big, the, the other thing that everybody shit their pants, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. And I like Austin Theory, actually. I think he's a guy that'll go far in that company. Of course, he was Vince's guy. Pat McAfee got a great pop, I tell you. That was a fun little match for, you know, nine minutes. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Pat McAfee really worked hard. He, yeah, he did. He took he it did seriously. Some, what, what, what did Meltzer rate it? Uh, uh, three and three quarters. Wow. Three and three quarters. Um, Pat McAfee won. And then Vince took off his jacket and tie and he had a black, he had his old school black tank top on. He looked like a, but he looked like a deli owner from the Bronx who like, you know, hoses down the sidewalk. (laughs) That's what he looked like. Anyway, he wrestles Pat McAfee and then Pat McAfee and, uh, and Vince started rough or uh, I'm sorry, Austin theory and Vince started roughing up Pat McAfee. And I got to give this guy credit. I know I bust his balls a lot. I love the kid to death. I had to give Grooney credit. James Groomberg said, I think we're going to see Stone Cold again. And I went, nah. Well, yeah, that's what down, I said. I was watching all of a sudden. I said, I said, I think Stone Cold's going to come out again. The fucking glass broke and the building. I got to say. The pops were equal. Sunday might have been maybe a decibel higher only because it was more unexpected. He came down. He stunned Austin Theory. He stunned Pat McAfee. And then Vince. Jesus, fuck Vince. Don't ever come out again. Just stay CGI like you're doing all your vignettes because he just he'd just be crumpled into a pile of fucking cottage cheese. It was just ugly. It was fucking ugly. Oh, my God. Uh, it was awful. Anyway, but it speak, actually it was so awful that it was funny and entertaining. But WWE did the right thing. Oh, you didn't get you. You couldn't afford to go both night. You, you went both. You couldn't afford to go Saturday, but you wanted to come Sunday. No problem. We're going to give you Undertaker. We're going to give you Steve Austin again. I give WWE credit for that. They did not have to do that. And they did that. Yeah, I agree. No, it was, like I said, to have me watch both nights and actually want to tune in, and I haven't been, I mean, listen, I just, I'm being honest, you know, you've people have heard me on the show. I I really, I was impressed. I even watched Raw. We we did. I was back in time. I, I actually came back from my flight in time, and I came over, and you and I watched Raw together. I can't. When was the last time you and I actually watched Raw together? I know. Like seven years ago? <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying is, is that yeah. they really did a good job, and, and I think the they Raw did. rating might have been up. So here you go. I mean, listen, I, I think the the um, the WWE way of um, mixing in the legends, you know, maybe we were saying, you know, at one point we're like, okay, enough. But maybe mixing in the legends with the current product isn't always a bad thing. You can't do too much. No. But, but doing it every once in a while, it it really, you know, I, I think to me, I think Kevin Owens looks better coming out of this. Even though he got his ass kicked because he did the right thing by a legend. And he showed off his mic skills. And he took care of a veteran. And, you know, listen. The fans are all smart today, so it's not right. like it's kayfabe anymore. So right. that people gain more respect from a guy like that, and uh, to I realize agree. this is the guy that that Stone Cold picked 
to come back and have a match with. Because Stone Cold oh, had to have a say in this. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Absolutely. So, and he made he put over he put over two guys because not only did he put over put over three guys really because he put over Kevin Owens Saturday, and then you know he put over both Austin Theory and Pat McAfee on Sunday. So. <laughs> Pat McAfee was funny. He Supposedly, was funny. Pat McAfee said on the show that he didn't know that he was going to get stunned. Took it good, though. He took it good, though. But he did. <laughs> then finally. This was when he was on the floor. Did you see that when he was on the floor? The, yeah. And he was drinking the beer beers coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. The place was amazing. It was amazing. And then to wrap the show up, the greatest match in the history of the universe, or whatever they were pumping it up, uh, The Chief. The tribal chief, the head of the table, God mode. Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar to uh, keep his universal title and win the WWE championship. Um, uh, the match, apparently, they went home early because Roman messed his shoulder up. Speaking of, uh, I got to take a look at. Uh, I love this new Brock persona. If he had this persona, I probably would have been a fan of him all these years. Um, he looks like he's actually having fun. Yeah, he's he's he'll be he's gone again. But uh, so we're trying to see. We we thought there was a rumor going around that uh, that uh, Roman Reigns was actually going to relinquish uh, um, the titles because he got hurt. So I'm looking at tonight's uh, – we're, of course, recording Friday. It is Saturday morning. Uh, recording uh, – we're looking at – I'm looking at the results. Um, Liv Morgan. Oh, here we go. Brains uh, – let's see. SmackDown after WrestleMania goes off the air with the bloodline standing tall. Stands tall with the gold in the air. We go to replay what happened to Knock. Uh, Reigns then steps away and the Usos immediately drop Nakamura with a double kick. All right, so nothing happened tonight. There's a rumor that that uh, Roman is hurt and that he may relinquish both belts. Uh, and then we'll have two new champions and then he can go away from the one belt and then he'll just go back to SmackDown. And well, if it's not that bad of an injury, um, he may be able to, they may be able to stall him from wrestling for a few weeks by, right. you know, interviews and. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, I thought it was an amazing show. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? Uh, the Johnny Knoxville uh, Sami Zayn match, which is actually pretty funny. And I, you know me, I was like, make, I've spent years on podcasts making fun of midgets, but Wee Man uh, slamming Sami Zayn was actually pretty fucking impressive. It was actually pretty impressive. Um, so uh, it was an amazing two days of wrestling. Uh, I loved being in Dallas. It's a beautiful city. I look forward to going back someday to actually sightsee. I did go to Dealey Plaza uh, to see the uh, the Kennedy spot, and uh, but I got to go to other stuff down there. So beautiful city. It uh, is. I don't know if I'm going to Hollywood next year. That's to be determined. I may skip a year. We'll see. Um, because I'm curious where WrestleMania. I, I don't really care about California to be honest with you. But who knows? But I'm curious where WrestleMania 40 will be. The rumor is WrestleMania 40 in 2024 will either be MetLife, uh, the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta, the Bunt Pan, 
or the uh, Superdome in New Orleans. They'll go back to New Orleans. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, this is called the NWA Saturday Special. <laughs> but I had to talk about the trip, and we had to talk WrestleMania because Dr. G doesn't get a chance to talk WWE a lot. So, um, uh, And then, again, I did go to the Impact Multiverse of Matches, and I did go to uh, Janela's first night of spring break. But I'll get more into that with Nate, Steve, and special guest, the Sheriff, Pete Schermacher. Do you get to see any staplers? No, it's a lot of light tubes. That's like the new thing now. Remember, you know, the, you know how the ECW days it was hockey sticks and frying pans. Yeah. Well, the new the new deathmatch weapon is lights light tubes. That's the new. Uh, we have, we gla- almost had some. Did shark. any glass come near you? Uh, well, um, no, because I wasn't near the ring during that match. I was, um, the, the Paps Blue Ribbon kind of caught up to me by the time that that main event happened. I did no sell John Moxley, which is the greatest moment of my wrestling life. But anyway. Uh, I'll tell that story another day. Um, so let's take a look at uh, yeah, no, that that ruined your your birthday gift. I was gonna get a cameo from John Moxley. Cameo, just... <laughs> fucking cameo. Uh, would you actually write down what 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 to, if I'd be, I'd be nervous to think what you would write down? Oh, I tell him that down. he absolutely hates you. <laughs> you give him free money. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, the NWA is is also hot and heavy. Uh, we're a couple of weeks, of course, out of the Crockett Cup. Um, uh, there is there was an announcement that coming up the last weekend of the month, they're going back to Oak Grove, Kentucky, for another power trip, and they've already announced the first match. Doctor Homicide will defend the uh, NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship against Colby Carino. I'm not. I feel like uh, even Sh- Shawnee and Sean Kidd and Calumet, we all talked about it. We want to jump on the on this so quickly because it seems like this would be a moment for Colby to become champion. But I don't even know what's wheels are spinning in Billy's head anymore about booking and that kind of stuff. So I- I'm going to hold judgment. I'm going to think about it for a few weeks. It's because we probably won't watch it. No, until- in some ways it's it's frustrating, but in some ways it's nice that we can't predict it. I, I you know I that's think true. that's too much. We we predict so many things that are going to happen right that's a good, um, good point today so you know yeah you're right sometimes maybe and you know maybe when after it's done we're like ah, eh, we don't really like this but at least he keeps you guessing a little bit yeah it's true i mean look what they're doing with scion you know it's aggravating but like you would have thought they would unmask this guy all or, already but well we'll get to scion because he was an important he was kind of a, a halfway decent part of how weird this past week um so that is being taped on uh, that is being taped on Saturday, April 30th uh, at, in Oak Grove. And then, of course, we'll probably watch him on Power, uh middle of May Power, in the middle of May. I, if they're going by the same schedule that they did last year, we're going to assume that the next NWA pay-per-view will be that first weekend in June, usually my birthday weekend. Uh, so we'll see if they do that. Last year, it was that uh, When Our Shadows Fall, which we hope they don't use again. Um, I kind of miss Into the Fire, don't you? Into the Fire. Into the Fire. Yeah, we kind of miss that. Uh, All right. So let's go to uh, – at this point, I'm sure you're caught up on your NWA USA episode, so we won't get into that this week. We talk a lot about WWE anyway. But, of course, if you're listening to this on Saturday – uh, a new episode of NWA USA will drop on YouTube uh, probably in the next couple of hours. So be ready for that. All right. 
so we open Matt Cardona cuts a promo on Tim Storm, calls him old. And uh, Cardona says, if Tim Storm wants a match, that's fine. Uh, of course, Tim Storm, technically, for due to a past storyline hook with uh, his feud with Aldis a few years ago, uh, Tim can never challenge for the uh, 10 pounds of gold ever again. Cardona says him and uh, him and Billy are buds. And if uh, you beat me tonight in this non-title match, I'll see what I could do. So that opened the show. Fun match. Uh, Cardona wins. Uh, I love, love, love Velvet Sky now. She's so angry. She's like, get the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of here. She's so, so angry. <laughs> I want them to start her. I want uh, Knox and VSK to start like harassing her, playing with her hair and everything and acting all weird. Like the hills have eyes. I think that'd be pretty great. Um, next match. Uh, it's I think it's a number one contenders match for the world junior heavyweight title. Rhett Titus defeated Darius Lockhart by DQ. Um, Rhett Titus technically is no longer an ROH. So, cause he was like their TV champ or something, but, uh, that was an interesting little match. Uh, Trevor Murdoch, who seems to be becoming more and more interesting now, uh, beat up and won easily over this scrub Garrison Creed in 39 seconds. He was about to cut a promo and then <laughs> he's becoming actually terribly entertaining again. Out comes Aaron Stevens, who now is, of course, alone because <laughs> yeah. uh, because his tag team partner, Kratos, uh, is gone from NWA. He's probably spending full time at the New Japan Dojo. So uh, no more Kratos, which is a bummer because I like Kratos. But I think we're running out of guys, running out of space for guys. Uh, and and Stevens is like calling Trevor out like, you don't take my calls. We broke bread. I've been in your house. Um, you don't have any patience for anybody. And then he started singing Guns N' Roses Patience, which I thought was awesome. In fact, we may, eschew, we may eschew, we may eschew the, uh, our normal ending song tonight. I think I might play Guns N' Roses Patience to end the show tonight just because of that. Um, and then Trevor Murdoch knocked him out and punched him in the face as they went to commercial, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, backslash NWA. You can get your own 10 pounds of gold, either the original version with the Australia plate or the updated version with the United Kingdom plate. That's fandubelts.com backslash NWA. Tell them the Podfather sent you. Tell them. So, <laughs> you know, I had to do that, right? Um, tell them the Podfather. You know what? They need Sean, to become Sean a sponsor. Kidd. Enough of them. Yeah. Tell them Sean, Sean Kidd sent you. Uh, in our main event, which actually was moderately entertaining, uh, Scion. Now, apparently there's a new storyline now, and, and this is actually good for, for Tyrus because it gives him something to do without being annoying. Uh, <laughs> Austin Idol, the head of Idol Mania Sports Management, I love you, has uh, decided, um, you like that? Has decided to have a slam challenge. We're kicking it old school, uh, G. Like, uh, Bobby and, uh, John Studd, except they're not carrying the money around in a WWF duffel bag, which I always thought was cool. Um, I always wanted that. Remember that blue and gold duffel bag? I always wanted one of those. That had the WWF logo and it said World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. I always wanted one of those. Um, so Scion uh, is trying to slam. And uh, the first time he can't do it. The second time Cyrus, uh, Tyrus pretends to fall over. Then all of a sudden Austin Idol whispers in Scion's ear and he gets all weird. And then the show ends. I, I don't even know what the fuck happened at the end there. But apparently Austin Idol whispered something in Scion's ear 
and Scion kind of like fell to pieces. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but uh, not a terrible yeah, I'm not episode. Sure. Of, I'm not either. Not a terrible episode of Power. Uh, but uh, oh, and during the Cardona Tim Storm match, uh, I just realized that in my notes here. Uh, out came VSK and uh, and uh, <clears throat> and um, Mike Knox, and he started roughing up Tim Storm, and who ran in? National Treasure, Nick Aldis, who I watched live, Doctor, win the mixed tag. Him and his wife, Mickey James, defeated uh, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green at that Multiverse of Matches show. Uh, so it looks like this Aldis-Cardona um, feud is not uh, going anywhere away anytime soon. So No, and, and this, is, this, this is the way it should be. Uh, I'm glad that, that Aldis didn't win it yet. Let let right. let Cardona. You know, I like when the belt has some credence and it's not being just passed around constantly. I agree. I like when when you have the champions. You know, at least if you have somebody have the belt, you know, four to six months, you know, even six months to a year, it's nice. It it it, it makes the belt seem more prestigious in my mind. I agree. Anyway. I agree. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so. That is your episode of Power for this week. So nothing too crazy. Uh, decent episode. We're, we're kind of like in the middle now. I think uh, we'll have some nice episodes this month as they kept taping it uh, in Nashville. Uh, but once we hit May and they do that Power trip show and we start building to whenever the next pay-per-view is, which we'll just guess and say probably that first weekend in June like it was last year. Um, then we'll get some hot stuff. And as we then we'll hit the pull the ripcord on the road to uh, – to uh, uh, NWA 74 at the end of August. So, all right. Uh, before we uh, head out, Doctor, I, I know most of the show was WWF, but that's okay. It doesn't hurt once in a while. All right. Uh, one more thing. Uh, we're going to continue uh, for the Doctor to regrade my original GWWE Greatest Wrestler Ever ballot from five years ago and see if anybody needs to be moved around or eliminated or et cetera. So, Ten names, real quick. We're up to numbers thirty to twenty-one. So we're starting to get into some cream of the crop names, Doctor. Cream of the crop names, uh, right now. So, all right, you ready? We'll fire them off quick. Here we go. Okay. Thirty. Cesaro. Ooh. Remember, this ballot was made in twenty seventeen. Keep that in mind. Well, you know. <sighs> I think he's phenomenal in the ring, but the impact he's had, unfortunately, not always due to him. I'm going to say he's got to go a little – I guess when I say higher, it means better. So um, Higher on the list. Yeah, I say lower. Okay. 29, Paul Orndorff. You know, you got to keep him there. Orndorff had a great run. Okay. 28. Sergeant Slaughter. You know, I'm going to say I would swap those two. I I think Orndorff. Okay. You know, Sarge had, you know, the nice run in the, you know, when he was the – face and then he did the whole thing with Iraq and which was great you know which he did a good job with all mm-hmm. things considered but 
I don't know, Mr. Wonderful, I mean, he and Hogan were, they were hot for a few years there. Yep, they were. I agree. Okay, so you would put Orndorff at 28 and Slaughter at 29. Yeah. Okay. All right. 27. Bob Backlund. You know, that's a tough one. I mean, I know people weren't totally into him, and he did have that second run. I would probably put him a little higher. I mean, he was champion for almost five years. I mean, and then he, and then that run when he came back as a heel, which I wish he would have done back in the 80s. I think he would have been a big heel. He would have been a great heel for Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, oh, you took my spot. You know, like, it would have been perfect. Right. Twenty-six. Rey Mysterio. I'm okay with him there. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with him there. Okay. Twenty-five. Owen Hart. You know, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. But I think Rey Mysterio should be higher than Owen Hart. I love Owen to death. Feel bad for what happened, but he had a nice little stretch run there for you know four or five years. But okay. yeah, I'd have to put Ray before him. Okay. Twenty four. AJ Styles. Ooh, he's got to be Mind, higher. At that moment, he was only with the company a year. Yeah, he had. Yeah, no, I mean, but AJ's AJ's got to be a little higher. Okay. Twenty-three. Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Yeah, you know that's a tough one. You know how I always felt about Brock, except for this last version of him. I Mm -hmm. I'd have to put him a little higher. He's had a lot of impact in the company. Okay. Twenty-two. Mr. Perfect. I'm okay with him there. Okay. And the last name of the night at 21, Mick Foley. Mm. Regardless of the character. Dude, Just a little cactus, higher. Mick yeah, Mankind. Not, you got to put him a little higher than that. I mean, okay, he's had a big impact on the company. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's our 10 for tonight. Thank you, Doctor. I think next week we'll just wrap it up. We'll do the top 20, the last 20 names next week. Can't wait to say so. Do it. I can't wait to say so. Um, Pizza Man! (laughs) (laughs) You're like, jerk off. Um, (laughs) How about uh, Steve Lombardi? Steve Lombardi. Abe, <laughs> you walk around at work patting yourself on the back. I'm doing it right now. That's right. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. GPTB. But most importantly, please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. Uh, we do polls. We put up the pods. Uh, we do a lot of great fun and information there. Uh, follow the Facebook page, Place to Be Nation. Check out the Place to Be group. Uh, we had a big week this past week uh, with uh, pods. Uh, Sean Kidd started his new uh, p- 
Pod Blast series when I was a mark. Uh, quick little matches, quick little little Pod Blasts talking about matches that happened before he became a fan and what his thoughts are on them now. Uh, we had a new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone. Doctor, if, if you're listening to this on Saturday, uh, yesterday, Doctor, uh, you guys, brand new episode of NWA Crock and Roll dropped April 1986, part three. Guys are heading down the road to the, uh, speaking of Crockett Cup, the 86 Crockett Cup. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, well, it's, things are heating up. Yes. And this coming week, uh, today, by the way, if, if you're listening to this on Saturday, today, a new episode of Wrestling's Chicken Salad. Uh, ben Locke and the guys, they talked about WrestleMania 2000. So check that out. Next week, a big week, because on Monday, episode 600 of the Place to Be podcast. Live, well, not live, but uh, Memories from Dallas. Yes. Uh, we didn't know what to do this year, uh, talking to JR and I. We didn't want to do trivia again in the usual hullabaloo that we did for the first, what, six um, well, five, I guess, uh, anniversary episodes, we decided to record live bits from Dallas. So uh, check it out. Check out the newest episode, episode 600 of the Place to Be podcast. We had so much fun doing it. You will enjoy it thoroughly uh, on Monday. So that's the big surprise. Episode 600, this coming Monday, uh, memories from Dallas, and of course, from our first 600 episodes. Also later this week, as I mentioned, new episode of Place Be Nation's main event. Continuing uh, our recap from the Lone Star State, uh, Pete Schermacher will join Nate, Steve, and I and talk about some of the other indie shows that went on uh, during Mania weekend. I went to two. Uh, he went to a shit ton more than I did. And talk about some of the guys that made an impact, no pun intended, on the weekend. I, I learned a new guy, Speedball Mike Bailey, guy I'd never heard of wrestled maybe my favorite match of the entire weekend. You want to know what match I'm talking about? Stay tuned to this week's episode of Main Event. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That'll do it. Have a great week, everybody. Dr. G and I will talk to you next Saturday morning for the next episode of the Saturday Special. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. Or not. Ciao, 316. A little patience. Yeah. Cause I'm missing you I'm still alright to smile Girl, I think about you every day now Was a time when I wasn't sure But you set my mind at ease There is no doubt you're in my heart now Said woman, take it slow, it'll work itself out fine. All we need is just a little patience. Said sugar, make it slow, and we'll come together fine. All we need is just a little patience.
Hey. 